Welcome back to One Winning Pod, where we are welcomed with Justin, longtime Bengals extraordinaire fan on the show, uh, to talk about the upcoming game in Cincinnati. Last time we were in Cincinnati, we all remember what happened, and the Bengals were able to proceed in the playoffs. But uh, we're going back, and we'll see if uh, the Ravens have any better chances, or if Cincinnati will get their first win of the, of the year. How's it going? Oh, it's going great. I, I love the wording, able to proceed in the playoffs. Like, <laughs> <laughs> hey, we, we gave you the privilege of one more game, two more games. <laughs> you, you you gave me like the highlight of my life, uh, you know, so I'll forever remember that. <laughs> there you go. Uh, although, uh, yeah, it, the mood changed a little bit yesterday, but that's okay. That's okay. Yeah, I mean, week one of the season, we were talking about it. In the last episode, I had I went off on a little bit of an unhinged mini rant. Like, on your opinion, on a scale of one to ten, how would you rank, um, excluding the Bengals game, the this whole slate of NFL games that we had this weekend? Uh, just some nonsense. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's. I I yeah I did like as always I I put a few bets down just you know cheap parlays and. There was one I lost every single leg because it made no sense. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, just, it was definitely random. Yeah. <laughs> well, and and yeah, so and there's some teams like the Cardinals who don't have a quarterback but should any day now, and they're in a weird spot. And yeah, it feels like rosters are still. We got a few weeks till rosters are locked. An extended preseason, almost one might say, which is certainly, I'm sure, how you and the rest of Bengals country must want to view uh, what happened on Sunday because that was, um, I mean, looking back on it though, you guys have had a little bit of trouble with Cleveland, interestingly enough. What you, like, I think we look back one in five over the past three seasons mm-hmm. it's been mm-hmm. against Cleveland. Is there a reason for that or is it just, just bad weeks? <laughs> oh, that is the, that is the million dollar question. Um, I thought for the longest time it was just Andy Dalton and, and his deal, uh, but Burrow continued the trend, and it's it's always it's typically in Cleveland. I think this is the longest road losing streak for the Bengals of this rivalry that's been going on for sixty years now, of five straight road losses. Uh, today was or yesterday was the weather. We'll, I'll throw that out there. There was some bad weather, um, but. Uh, Overall, it's just, it's always seemed like for one reason or another, the Bengals defense always had Joe Flacco's number. And I didn't know why. It was just, that was what you could count on 80% of the time. And Burrow and the Browns, uh, maybe Mahomes uh, and the Chiefs against the Bengals will be the same way. It's just that one team. Um, Tom Brady never had any kind of iffiness. It was always him versus Manning. I guess they were each other's, but ah, I wish I had science behind me on this one, but it just happens. It's a thing. Can confirm from the Ravens' perspective, yeah, Joe Flacco and the Bengals, with the exception of a couple games, it always seemed like like the offense was going to be just held in check that game. Uh, Just very interesting. But yeah, I mean, so looking into this game, um, I don't know how you feel, Alec, but as far as as what happened with the Bengals last week, I couldn't care less. I think it's going to be a new week. The Bengals are coming home. This will be their home opener. Um, you have to have short memory in the NFL, and I'm sure that the Bengals, just as the same with the Ravens, will have no problem getting themselves psyched up for this game. And like we said, Ravens, you know, we had our our share of misfires as well. We just in week one, we just happened to have a much easier opponent and be at home. So. 
I think both of these teams, we can look at what happened last week and say there's some things that both sides need to shore up going into this matchup. Yeah, without a doubt. I think that's the the biggest thing to say. We had a out division in conference game. You guys had an in division game um, where execution's everything. Um, there's a little bit of weather going on with you guys uh, that could have impacted the game. So definitely one of those things that I'm not feeling any more comfortable going into it. Because, I mean, we had our own bugaboos to, to sort out, too. So everyone's still trying to figure everything out. I did end up watching the highlights of the Bengals game. And this was like a, a pretty generous highlight reel. You know, I know the it was probably at least one-fourth of the game. Um, so when I was watching it, I definitely noticed, you know, the Bengals are struggling with theater, three and outs. Um, T. Higgins had 11 targets and zero receptions. Absolutely wild. Um the run defense looked really suspect. I'm definitely curious to hear your thoughts on the run defense. Um, they gave up 206 yards and rushing. Um, presented with a cover two shell the whole way through uh, from the, the defense and a lot of checkdowns because of it. Orlando Brown seemed to be getting a little exploited as well. So um, we'll see. You know, obviously everyone can adjust. I mean, Ryan Stanley didn't look great in our in our game, he uh, is now injured too and, and is week to week. So he might miss this game. I would say it's, it's likely he will miss at least one game. So, uh, you know, we're, we're not immune to having our issues too. So uh, definitely curious from those kind of takeaways up there. Do you agree with most of it? Any other insights? Uh, yeah, definitely. So I live uh, in, in Kansas city, uh, which has probably been previously mentioned. And so <laughs> since last Thursday, everyone, the whole town, ah, week one, ah, week one, ah, week one. Cause, you know, <laughs> they lost to the Lions. So I already had that in my head, which helped. Uh, and I can say, ah, week one, here we go. Um, but, but yes, um, to, to your point, uh, it really, more so than years in the past, uh, I think there's a confidence that, that is there that, that the team and the fans didn't have before, that it really is just a, an aberration, uh, you know, in the opener last year, Burrow threw four interceptions against the Steelers. Uh, so we're used to it. Uh, and, and you know, even the Browns game last year, 21 to 3, 24 to 3 was close to what the final score was, I think. I didn't look it up, but, uh, you yeah, know, one, no one is worried. It, it feels, you know, just like a little a bump. I do think in this game, you guys did a better job on the defensive side of the ball than. I mean, certainly the offense, um, 24 points given up. I mean, you know, that's, that's not great, but it's also not a ton. And it took a while for the Browns offense to get going. It certainly seems that the offense, if that can get going, you know, that could keep the game much better in check. Uh, was there anything that really stood out as far as what went wrong on the offense? Was it simply just the coverage that the Browns had? I didn't watch the game, but I saw a couple of highlights. It looked like, um, Burrow was having some difficulty fitting the ball in windows, particularly down the field. Um, or do you think he was just out of sync uh, from from that injury? Is it just still some rust from that more so than what uh, Cleveland was able to do on Sunday? Yeah, I think it was more so being out of sync with everyone, especially with T. Higgins. Um, him and Jamar Chase, the first quarter, you could had the same kind of thing, just Chase would turn right, the ball would go left. And they got it together, and, and Chase ended up with uh, three or four receptions. Uh, but T, it was, you know, all over the place. They they weren't in sync. Um, and it just seemed like uh, Burrow, you know, this is 
compared to last year, uh, a hugely different line. Uh, the interior guys are the same, but the tackles, you know, left is right now, and there's a new left tackle. He missed preseason again, didn't play with this line configuration at all. Uh, so he was still getting used um, to, you know, like Orlando Brown. Uh, uh, he was still getting used to his setup at left tackle Jonah Williams. I swear uh, a couple of times it looked like he instinctively shoved his player to the left, um, trying to force him inside just because he's so used to playing left tackle. And that led to some pressures. So there's, yeah, there's, there's just timing. It was rust was, was all I saw. And then once the offense sputtered, you know, 10 punts in the game, the, the defense was just gassed. And you could tell halfway through the third quarter, the defense just had no nothing left in the tank to to put up a fight. And then that's the Browns just just kind of ran over at that point, and that was the game. <laughs> yeah, I mean that that's how they can get away from you for sure. Um, one question I had for you on the offensive side of the ball: you guys lost Hayne Hurst to free agency and brought in Irv Smith, uh, who's now you know your starting tight end. How did that work out in the first game? Um, he had uh, he had a couple of receptions, nothing big, mostly on just little digs and uh, drag routes to the inside uh, where you'd want him to be. He did. Uh, I did notice his first uh, pass attempt with Burrow was another mistiming where Burrow tried to hit him on the back shoulder and and he had already stopped and. Uh, I don't know if it went down as a drop or not, but it wasn't in the right spot. Uh, but then he came back and, and got a few. So there was what you'd expect from a tight end, but uh, hard to tell from how everything else went, if he's going to be more impactful or not. And then you also guys had um, an acquisition of um, Nick Scott from the Rams to play safety alongside Dax Hill, but you guys also lost uh, Bates and Von Bell how those two look in their first game. Uh, they had, uh, it, it's, you know, it's different when the defense get out of, gets out of sync than it is with the offense, but there was very distinctively, I remember in the second quarter, there was a deep ball um, that would have been a 50 yard plus touchdown catch. And they had a terrible hang up on who was supposed to cover um, Amari Cooper, but luckily Watson wildly overthrew him. Uh, so it didn't, cause any any damage there so they didn't they they didn't give up a big one there they they had some other small miscommunications but nothing that i think would be like such a burden going down the line so i think going back to the offensive side of the ball um something that can help out a quarterback who's working their way back from injury of course is uh is the running game um on sunday you guys Got that a little bit established. Mixon had an okay game, uh, not a great one. You guys still have Chris Evans back there. You guys drafted Chase Brown in the draft, a guy that um, we really like going into the draft, and this was someone who wouldn't have been too uh, upset if the Ravens had um, selected him. How does the running game look this year compared to years past, I guess, when you're looking at uh, the running back room, what they're able to do on Sunday, and uh, where the offensive line is as well uh, compared to last year? Well, uh, to start, you know, backtracking a bit in the offseason, Mixon taking a restructured contract to to take a pay cut, essentially, so that he could stay on the team. That was, you know, an initial good sign of just cohesiveness. Um, you know, him, he might have also just realized the 
reality of the running back market, but it was still good keeping him around because the, the three backups, no one has seen any kind of significant uh, action uh, since uh, P Ryan left and went to Denver after last year. So no one, none of the other three running backs have started a game. Uh, and Chase Brown, he was actually a long shot to make the team initially on the draft, uh, but he had a really good camp. And so a lot of people are hoping he's actually going to be working his way up the, the depth chart as a potential number two uh, within, you know, before, before too long here. Um, so with the running game in this game, the Bengals started off pass heavy. It was started raining too much. Burrow actually put a glove on his throwing hand, which I've never seen him do. He was trying it out. So it wasn't working. So they immediately tried to establish the run towards the end of the first quarter. And it worked great. Mixon had a couple of, of big runs. He had one that was about 30 yards. And it was like, okay, great. We're establishing the run to balance the pass. And then uh, in the second half, even though we were only down by 10 points, just straight back to passing and only using the run on, you know, a play where you would be expecting a run. So it was, it was, it was like there was an attempt to establish and what looked like a good strategy, but then readjusting back the other way. Uh, so the running game, when it was there, when they were focused on it was actually really good. Uh, but uh, eventually they had to abandon that and there was some mismanagement as well. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely interesting looking at the snap count. Uh, still looks like a very committed 11 personnel team, uh, heavily running out um, the three wide receivers we all know. It's not a uh, no mystery who those guys are. And then you do see a different, uh, decent amount of uh, Irv Smith and Sample. Uh, the two of them are on there, out there for 86 percent of snaps. So, um, yeah, definitely just uh, like I said, more like an 11 personnel team with a, a little bit of running backs getting involved too. The running backs. Yeah, it was very much a here's a basic game plan and let's stick to the basics. And it uh, just, that's all it was. <laughs> I think what's going to be a, a really interesting to watch in this game, and by really interesting, I mean I'm really holding my breath on it. <laughs> we kind of hinted at it in the previous episode when uh, going through and, and giving our thoughts on how the Ravens defense played um, in this game against Houston is. What's going to happen when we have the Ravens secondary going up against this receiving core for the Bengals? Um, you know, in 2021, that was a total disaster in favor of the Bengals. Um, you guys put up, like, what was it? Burrow went over 500 yards in that second game, didn't he? Yes. Almost over 400 yeah. in the first one. Uh, but then last year, it was completely flipped. Uh, Burrow had two of his worst statistical games um, of the season. And then I guess if you want to include the playoffs, you know, his statistics weren't weren't that big in that one either. But in those games, um, the Ravens had Marlon Humphrey back there. Marlon Humphrey might play this game, but uh, it's, that's still to be determined. Marcus Williams will not be playing. He did play in all three games last year. Um, pectoral tear, he's going to be out for some time. So we saw some good play with the Ravens cornerbacks. Uh, uh, Ronald Darby, Brandon Stevens uh, were out there, or Darius Washington against Houston. But this is going to be a real test here against the Bengals receivers. Uh, Jamar Chase and T. Higgins, I know they didn't play well against Cleveland, but you know that at any point they can get it going. So hopefully the Ravens are, are able to scheme up something good here and have a good plan because I, I know while we saw a lot of good things on Sunday 
from these guys whose whose games we're we're still just getting to know. This is going to be a big test right out of the gate for this group, and it's one that I have to say, you know, my uh, my fantasy assets will be of Jamar Chase will be happy if uh, if Joe Burrow and and him figure it out, but um, definitely <laughs> definitely hoping that the Ravens defense here can uh, can fight hard in in this matchup. Yeah, definitely a concern. Uh, <laughs> I, I I don't think there's a single. The the good news is I don't think there's really a single defense who you go in with their corners and are like, we are confident we can take down some of the best wide receivers in the league with how the game's tilted. But it's definitely worse. Two thousand six. I think we felt that way. It was a different year. I mean, it's definitely league, man. <laughs> that's like, true. It's, just it's like, different. It, league. It's just different. different. <laughs> like I, I, that's why I think you're seeing so many wide receivers get drafted drafted so high is because good wide receiver is good corner. The good corner will lose. <laughs> Like they, they will always lose. <laughs> That's just the way the game's set up at this point. And uh, yeah, I think, I think that uh, everyone should be a little scared. You know, <laughs> it's just, just the way it is. Yeah, and I feel like um, I mean, this is my what fourth season on the podcast with you guys. I think so. That's eight games plus the playoffs. I feel like between you know COVID and injuries, there've been like only like two of those games have been actual full strength. Like yeah. there's always someone's down or someone's, you know, someone's ACLs torn or someone's sick. Like we never get an actual matchup. <laughs> they got to play week one. And then even that won't be good enough. Cause there are people from <laughs> the previous season. that are still hurt. Yeah. Well, I, there, you know how many tweets were uh, sent out in the last several months. And even right before the game being like, I can't believe we're going to have these three wide receivers, Mark Andrews and J.K. Dobbins. Well, Mark Andrews didn't play last week. That never happened. We never saw that combination. <laughs> like, you know, it's just one of those things. Like, the NFL is relentless with injuries and, and uh, yeah, not for long, as they say. So, it's, it's definitely annoying that um, so, so very often these games are impacted deeply by injury. And it's like, well, which team has least amount of injuries? They might win. <laughs> Well, I guess then we can flip it then. Let's look at the other sides. We're talking about the matchup between the Ravens corners and the, and the Bengals receivers. And we're talking about the Ravens receivers. Um, you know, maybe at this point, it, are, are we saying that anyone on the Ravens is is a Jamar Chase? Uh, you know, Zay Flowers it had a great first game as a rookie. I don't know if he's heading on Chase's trajectory, but he certainly looked great. Uh, we got Odell Beckham his first year in Baltimore. Uh, had a gritty game on Sunday. And Rashad Bateman coming back from injury, he looked solid in his return there. So looking at what the Ravens are bringing in this year compared to years past, uh, Justin, what is your uh, opinion on the matchup between the Bengals cornerbacks and this uh, revamped receiving room by the Ravens? Well, it's it's actually, you know, the revamping is what makes it interesting on both sides of the ball. Um, as you mentioned, you know, the safety core, the starting safeties, both new Um We've got uh, Chidobi Awuzie returning at corner, Mike Hilton returning at corner, but then uh, Cam Taylor Britt's a starter. You've got Jordan Battle, the rookie in there, who just had an amazing training camp. So it's, you know, with the exception of Awuzie, everyone else, uh, well, and, and Nick Scott, who we just brought in, everyone else is either, you know, brand new to the team or brand new to the league. So there's a lot of question marks, but they also all had really good training camps. It was one of the better, the the better positions coming out of preseason strength wise. So, you know, it's, it's young guys versus young guys. It actually should be real exciting. Another, another place I wanted to talk about with you is uh, 
kind of the pass rush. We we know that you guys have some of the best pass rushers in the league, but it also added on to it with uh, Miles Murphy. And uh, curious how that group started off the season. Honestly, really well. Uh, my wife asked me like who who actually played well for the Bengals, and I said, "Well, Trey Hendrickson. He <laughs> was he was getting." He got Deshaun Watson a couple times, and he was he was getting around in there. So um, <clears throat> they at least, you know, that position group hasn't lost a step between Hendrickson and Hubbard. Uh, Miles Murphy was brought in typically on third down packages or uh, just relief plays. So he 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 was okay in the preseason. He's kind of what you'd expect for a late first rounder, someone who's who's mostly there, uh, but it's been great to fill in. And, and it's one of those, you know, it's a contract year for the bigger guys, uh, DJ reader. So, you know, if miles Murphy can, can step it up uh, on the defensive line, maybe they can let reader walk or, uh, you know, if, if he's a stinker and we whiffed, which happens to the Bengals a lot, then, then they can probably just say, Oh, well, we're going to have to pay, we'll have to pay DJ reader. Again, so, um, so yeah, the, it was it was a solid game from the front line. But they just unfortunately they got gassed. They they got worn down. No one no one can play that many defensive snaps and still be, you know, fully fully there. Yeah, I'm definitely curious how this uh, Ravens running attack with probably honestly I think Justice Hill leading the charge um, with a, a little bit of Gus Edwards. How that's going to play out against. Um, you know, the running attack or your run defense you guys have. I wonder too, like, will either of the teams get in such a position where the run game gets abandoned a little bit because of falling down? Uh, it's definitely a game where you could see a team taking a 14-0 lead either side uh, just because, you know, score a touchdown and then the other team falters and score another touchdown. Like, that, that's completely in the range of outcomes and um, how quickly will teams change a game plan uh, will really come down, I guess, to – how they're feeling at the moment, but I could see one of the teams losing the run game quickly. Um, and that'll, that'll be interesting. Yeah. It's definitely one of those games where, you know, Burrow can get hot or Lamar can get hot and maybe the run just gets abandoned just for fun. Just turns into a shootout. I mean, might have a good weather game day this week. So <laughs> I'm trying to remember the last Ravens Bengals game that was a true shootout. It feels like it's always either defensive struggle <laughs> or just one of the teams just scores a crap ton. But I'm sure if we think far enough, there might have been one. But uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, I think for, yeah, for us, it's going to be interesting to see who what the Ravens want to do with the run game. Um, you know, I uh, will be beating the drum for us to get as much of Gus Edwards as possible. Uh, I think he's definitely shown uh, throughout his career that. He's an incredibly solid runner. I get the concern with maybe his skill set won't translate with the new offensive coordinator. But honestly, I, I did feel like he looked like the most impressive runner of the three um, on on Sunday. Even though Dobbins had the touchdown, uh, Edwards, I, I felt that he was the, the best out there. Um, I was kind of confused why it took him so long to get on the field. So maybe that's an indicator that Justice Hill will get the primary uh, snaps. But I think that we'll see... A, a good healthy mix of both Hill and Edwards. I think they'll get a similar number of snaps. We'll see if we see uh, any of Melvin Gordon. Um, he's going to be activated from the practice squad for this game. Uh, he is definitely not the Melvin Gordon of old. Uh, didn't 
look that great in the preseason, but who knows? We'll see. <laughs> we'll just take whatever healthy running backs we can get after the past couple seasons that we've had there. Um, but yeah, I running the ball, that's something that you know we've been able to have some success against Cincinnati there. And Cincinnati, I think some games you guys are able to run mix and some not. So I yeah, I think it's really hard to say what we're going to expect here because really anything could happen. We we've seen all sorts of things happen in this matchup, but um I just, I get the feeling it's going to be a defensive battle though. Like we said, both offenses are having some issues with getting in sync. Uh and I don't think those are all going to magically uh you know, get get worked out in practice this week uh, by either team. I think there's still going to there's going to be some progress I'd expect, but I think we're still going to see some kinks there that need to be worked out. So, personally for me, and we'll get to score predictions later, um I'm looking at this matchup, I think it's going to be a little more low scoring, a little more one of those classic AFC more North scrum fests, uh, even though usually those games are reserved for maybe mid to later in the season. Uh, I could definitely see this game turning into one of those. Well, we'll see. Uh, Vegas, who's not always right, <laughs> definitely has, has a more high scoring at the fair, but not not crazy. Uh, 46 and a half over under. Uh, and the Bengals are a three and a half point favorite. So uh, definitely one of those classic, like this game could go either way. It's definitely a, a little bit of a toss up. I'm ready to go into the predictions, though, because... All right. Let's I put mean, them on the record. One the, it's one of those things, man. <laughs> I, I wish we played you guys a little later in the season. I know we'll always play you at the end of the season, right? Yeah. But it's just like, man, particularly after this week one, it's like, well, it kind of feels like we know we know this team really well. It's not that yeah, different than Didn't learn before. anything new. and But but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely curious how the Ravens are going to try to break out this offense a little bit more. Uh, we were talking in the previous show. It was kind of like, well, do like as little as possible to get enough value out to win the game <laughs> was kind of how it felt. They were trying to call the game. There was definitely some good solid plays, but there was also a little bit of like, well, we have one play in the red zone. Uh, <laughs> you know, we're going to run it until they score or until they don't score. And um, while they were much more successful in the red zone this year, like, people were literally complaining. I didn't bring this up in the preview or the recap show. People were complaining behind me were complaining like, you did that the last time. Why are you doing it again? <laughs> and they're like, we scored a touchdown on the play. They were still mad about it though. They're like, all you do is run <laughs> justice Hill up the gut. <laughs> and I'm like, worked <laughs> but whatever Spamming the a button <laughs> <laughs> right. yeah people are like already losing their minds i feel like you only put like all this crazy window dressing on plays sometimes you know that's all you need <laughs> but uh yeah anyways well i think we'll see a lot more plays there was a lot like the zay package was a little out of control um although it's hard to say anything's out of control without how electric he's been so far <laughs> but uh well i think we'll see a little less than that and a little bit more of uh, a more distributed uh, intentionally distribute a passing game rather than like scheme looks. Um, I think the amount of like truly schemed, um, not to say that most plays don't have, you know, a progression or a scheme to them, but like the, there's really only one, <laughs> one read on the whole play or it's dead. I think those plays will be limited this game. So as a guest, do you want to go first with the, uh, score and bowl prediction? Yes. The score, um, as is per usual with me, I will pick the Ravens to win <laughs> in a uh, uh, a little medium punch fest, twenty four to twenty three, a one point victory. Uh, and then for a bold prediction, I will say that the 
Bengals hold the Ravens to. Oh wait, I was gonna say I was gonna give a rushing yards one, but then I was like, ah, no, 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 Lamar is gonna. Uh, I don't want to. I don't want to limit Lamar there. Uh, I'm gonna say Tyler Boyd scores two touchdowns. Oh wow! Yeah, I like it. Well, I mean, I like it if the Ravens win. If not, no. But is this the part of the show where I cut in uh, Chris's takes? <laughs> it might be. So score prediction: I'm saying 2017 Bengals on this one. I think that they're probably just going to bounce back from the game last week. And with all the injuries with the Ravens, I just think it's going to be a tough sled. Uh, so I'm going to say that the Bengals are going to win this week. Uh, as far as my bold prediction, uh, I believe in Oway, man. I think he's going to continue his hot streak into week two. I'm going to say that he ends up with four pressure events, and uh, he's finally going to get that sack, uh, hopefully off of uh, Orlando Brown Jr. So, uh, yeah, hope he does it next Sunday. Peter, do you think you're going to be super bold or should I go? Um, I don't think I'm going to be super bold, at least from my perspective, but maybe others will think that way. Um, I also think it's going to be a close game. I'm going to go even lower in the points, 18 to 17 Ravens, also picking the one point uh, score differential there. Uh, my bold prediction will be that this game will come down to the final drive now that I'm saying it out loud, this is actually getting really bold because I'm going to specifically say game-winning touchdown will be caught by Odell Beckham. Ooh, not bad. Definitely a very interesting <laughs> take. Uh, I don't think I'll be as spicy at all. <laughs> or maybe I'll, I have to up my game to make it spicier. Yeah, I'm, I went with a very specific game flow and <laughs> event there. Yeah, I'll, have to go, I'll have to fall back next week. <laughs> I, I, I think, though, I'm going to add this amendment to you. It has to be final drive of consequence. Like, if they get the ball back right, yeah. and then, like, just kneel it, fair enough. Because, um, <laughs> like, they, they like, went ahead. The go-ahead like, touchdown. Yeah, they we'll, went ahead we'll with, like, three that. minutes. Yeah. They gave the ball back. Yeah. Defense yeah, well, yeah. suffocates. <laughs> Go-ahead touchdown. Okay. Even if it's with, like, 12 minutes left in the game, if no one else scores. Then... It was the, the winning touchdown. Okay. <laughs> This is really challenging because, like, I, I really don't know. I honestly feel like the Ravens are going to lose this game just because, like, the Bengals played so poorly last week. They're going to try to, like, get the best of them. Uh, maybe they, they played so poorly because they're looking past. Like, part of me just feels like this is not necessarily the game that's set up for the Ravens to win. But I also, like, don't see how they don't put up a huge fight. And how like it's so random that the wind can blow the other way. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna still pick the Ravens to win. I'm just saying like I'm not so sure. <laughs> like it's gonna be close, and I, I don't know. It, I think I think the Vegas Lions correct not to favor us is maybe the best way to put it. I don't know if we should be favorites, but I still think there's a, a, a very clear path to victory. Uh, so I guess we're all doing scores first. I'm gonna say it's a low scoring affair as well. Like just a straight up like 2017 Ravens. All right. You know, classic, like, like you said, there's never really a shootout with these two teams. Um, maybe one day that'll change. I mean, they definitely have the offenses to do it, but definitely play each other really well. And then not many scoring plays here to look at, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back to the defense. And I'm going to say that the, the big swing play is one of those two linebackers get an INT. Mm. I guess that wraps it up. Somewhere in there, Chris had a great take. Ooh, so spicy. <laughs> but uh, 
thanks again for joining us, man. We really appreciate uh, our conversations and insights we get from you. Oh, yeah. It's always uh, a lot of fun, for sure. And uh, wish you guys well the rest of the year. Always, always a classic, like, do great, except for when we see you. <laughs> well, each other always handle our own businesses. <laughs> All right on. <laughs> well, guys, you can find us on Twitter, at One Winning Pod. Threads, it's still there, <laughs> at One Winning Pod. And uh, you can also email us at onewinningpod at gmail.com. We'll be back next week with hopefully another Ravens win, and then on top of the AFC North. But either way, go Ravens. <laughs>